You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. And the Neverland podcast you're listening to. Yes. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper. And it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around and think your happiest thought. Because we're flying away to Neverland again this week because we love going to Neverland. I, of course, am your host, Jeremy, head lost boy, which makes me the pan. And I'm a big Spider-Man fan, so you can call me the Spider-Pan. All of us lost boys around here have nicknames. And so do all of the pixies around here. Why do we have pixies and lost boys? Well, because we can't get any lost girls. Girls are too clever. They don't get lost. It's in the book. Go check it out. But we're going to have some fun today. This is a good day for some Star Wars. Uh, I'm solo today because Lost Boy Eric, also known as Lost Boy Retlaw, is away with his family celebrating a birthday. I think it's one of his kiddos has a birthday this weekend. They're off in Walt Disney World. He's got his annual passes. And since he works for an airline, he can manage to get down there. So they're having a wonderful time. I'm sure he'll have some stories to tell when he comes back next week. Uh, Of course, I don't know how things are going to work next week. I got to tell you a little bit, uh, I I mentioned last week, you know, I was starting a new job and I didn't know what my schedule was at the time and I have to kind of figure out how it might affect release times for the podcast and stuff like that and if it makes any changes. Well, let me update you on that situation. They want me uh, for a regular schedule to work what would be a Friday, Saturday morning and that would be midnight to 8 a.m. Now, I am not accustomed to working nights. Anytime I've tried to work nights, it has not worked out for me, even health-wise. I've had health issues sometimes trying to work nights. Uh, So I'm not sure that that would work for me. So far this week, though, I've been in some training. Uh, I've worked from uh, 4 p.m. to midnight a couple of days this week. Uh, I'm only going to be doing like a couple days regularly scheduled, but if one of the other board operators needs to take a day off, I would be filling in for them. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit what I'm doing as a board operator. This has been kind of neat. So uh, I look at a a list every hour. I check up on it, and I make sure all the ads that were scheduled to play have played, and they played properly for the length as they should be because we have advertisers, of course, paying at the radio station for these ads. And so I get to check every station and make sure those ads play. And then about every three hours, I call over the transmitters, and I write down a series of numbers uh, of measurements, ratios, temperature, and all that kind of stuff, power, wattage. All this highly technical stuff that the FCC will want to be able to know of, you know, how the radio station is functioning. 
Uh, and I'm also recording some weather uh, that goes out to around the St. Joe, around Hayes, Kansas, and a few other areas. Uh, so I'm getting to record a little bit of weather and put that up. That's been kind of fun. So it's been definitely a toe in the door with radio. The interesting thing here is on Monday, after I came back from my first four hours of training, uh, I did it on Monday, I did a daytime, I did it 8 to noon. Uh, and then the following week, Tuesday, is when I started that 4 to midnight, and I did that again on Wednesday. Well, I got an email, though, on that Monday from another radio station in Cameron, Missouri, that was interested in me being a host for their morning show. Now, after I've interviewed with them, what I've found this to be is they have a syndicated morning show, but they need someone to record news from around, the, you know, local news or whatever, and insert that in with the, uh, the syndicated morning show. So I would be like the news guy, which is my whole foot in the door. And this shift would be a 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift every day, which still leaves the rest of my day open to, you know, drive for Lyft and Uber, or maybe even still go and work on the with the other station, Eagleville and St. Joe. Uh, so if I can juggle the schedules of both radio stations, I will, I will try to make that work. I'm not confident in my ability, however, to work overnight. Uh, so this is a little shifty. I, I don't want to, like, get into a job and then leave it. So I would like to stay in with Eagle, Eagle Communications and maybe fill in for vacation time uh, for the other board operators, uh, for, you know, if I can work it on my schedule. So I'm, I'm still juggling this on how this is going to work out, but uh, I have not been fully offered the other job in Cameron, but uh, the interview did go very well. Uh, you know, so the, the, even the guy that was over, we were talking Star Wars for half the interview. <laughs> it was kind of fun. So uh, that's where things are at right now. I'm also, you know, Working that morning would also give me more time to schedule. Uh, I've been working, starting to work with a company called Midco. They're still running a criminal background check, but I can freelance some sporting events uh, in the evenings. And if I was doing that, it would work better with the Cameron job where I was working just in the morning, uh, 5 to 8 a.m. So uh, things are kind of in a shuffle right now for me. I'm trying to get life figured out at this point. Uh, but that's what's been going on. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, of Lost Boy Philip. Uh, Things he had to have yet uh, some additional surgery. Things seem to be looking good. We things could be turning out very well after one more surgery. Uh, I don't want to get into too much of the detail. Uh, I think we have mentioned before he has had uh, three brain tumors, and they found one of them has been growing back, and that isn't isn't even what he went into the hospital for. Uh, but they're going to be able to remove that tumor in the process of dealing with some of the other issues. But like I said, I don't want to dive into too much of his personal health. Uh, you know, because it's not my place, I think. So, but be thinking of them or praying for them if you're a praying person, which we appreciate that. Uh, but I wanted to keep you updated on that. But uh, I'm, I've got positive thoughts going on this. I think this is all going to work out well, and he's going to be healthier than he has been in a long time. Uh, when this is all said and done, he's just going to have to heal. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be good. This is looking pretty good, and it's going to come out right. Um, so that's what's kind of going on in our little world uh, over here. Just wanted to keep you abreast of things. Uh, but I do also want to remind you we have a Patreon page, so when you hear that ad at the beginning of the show, if you don't want to hear that, you can join us on Patreon at Neverland Podcast. Uh, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, you can find links for that. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who supports us on Patreon. Uh, we even have a special level if you want to hear some content sometimes early. If I've interviewed somebody, I'll put it up early. I haven't had time to interview or have any guests uh, here lately because uh, my life is in a shuffle. Uh, I do have plans for a lot of people to come on the show for a lot of fun things and more books. Uh, and I, unfortunately, I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. You know, Terry Wheeland and uh, and uh, Dr. Jeff Barnes 
are having a class that starts on Monday night, so it's probably too late for you to join into it, but it's very exciting. I'm, I'm Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to get into that opportunity because my schedule is, is weird and I'm getting finances together because, you know, starting a new job, it's... Life is complicated right now, so I definitely need to have some fun here in Neverland, and I think we're going to start that fun with some of the exciting news that's been popping up this week. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, well, some of it is not as exciting. Uh, some of it's a little sad. This week we did lose Beverly Owens at 81 from ovarian cancer. She was on the Munsters as the daughter, or I guess she was a, a niece yeah, she was the niece, Marilyn, which the fun thing about Marilyn was like, you know, she had this family of monsters, you know, uh, monsters, basically vampires and werewolves and such. And then she was this perfectly normal girl and she was supposed to be like the ugly duckling. And she was kind of a joke on Marilyn Monroe because she had the pretty curly blonde hair and everything. So she was a fun character and she would bring boyfriends over and she wouldn't think anything odd about the rest of her family, but they would terrify boyfriends and stuff. And so it was a fun setup. Uh, also, we lost Catherine Hellman, who you might know from, uh, there was an old sitcom in the 70s and 80s called Soap, and then also Who's the Boss? She played Mona, that's right, I remember her most from. Uh, but she also was in the Cars series as Lizzie. Uh, so we do have two people that we have lost this week. Uh, boy, I've got a whole list of things, and normally I'm organized between park news and toy news, but I have so many different things, I don't think I'm going to be very organized. But I did just see something today. And I, I called it when when James Gunn was fired from working for, on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I said, well, they probably can take his script and maybe give it to the director of Thor Ragnarok and, you know, and still get it made. And so they can still pay him for his work on that script. Well, they haven't said anything about a director yet, but they have confirmed that, yeah, they're going to use James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 script. So, you know, everything's going to work out for that. So I hope everybody's kind of calmed down and... You know, James Gunn, he has, he's got some things he has to deal with with that. He's working over at Warner Brothers on Suicide Squad. I think people have been more forgiving of him than they have been John Lasseter, because John Lasseter works for another company, and then, and then an actress ups and quits an animated film he's working on. So, you know, that's, that's life. But, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, it's still up and coming. Uh, script is already written. It's going to happen, so you know, just be excited. And I, I really hope, I cannot think of the guy's name from Thor Ragnarok, but I really hope they get him to direct it because, wow. Now, some other just, a lot of crazy fun stuff is happening. So, all right, Hulu. All right, this was founded in 2007, actually. And investments were, were evenly split between Disney, 20th Century Fox, Comcast, and Warner Media. Uh, Warner Media only having 10%, but Disney's 20th Century Fox and Comcast had 30%. Well, now Disney's getting more ownership of Hulu, and there are reports that they just want to go ahead and buy out that 10% from Warner Media. Now, this, of course, is probably their way that they're jumping in to have the Disney Plus service, but I find also interesting that Warner Media is launching their own streaming service, and they say they're going to make a Gremlins animated series, which holy cow how cool is that uh i now personally i can't afford to get it if there's a streaming service for every major studio out there i can't afford to do it i mean cbs has one and 
uh, you know, Netflix has got some good programming on there. But uh, here's what, you know, there's not a lot of comment on what's going on between this. But there's a, you know, there's a, it's a, really, it's a potential series of gremlins. And it would follow Mr. Wing, who's the Chinese grandfather. He was, uh, he was played by Key Luke. Uh, and this is going to be, on, as he's a young man, he goes on adventures with, with Gizmo, the Mogwai. Which would be fun, so you wouldn't necessarily have full-out full gremlins, but maybe you would have some pop-up. But it would be him and Gizmo, which would be like a prequel series. That's what this potentially is. Uh, is this confirmed that this could possibly happen, basically, is what I'm getting from Variety. Uh, I would be interested to watch this. This would be a lot of fun. So, we don't have a lot of information. But this is going... If it, when it happens, it's if and when, it's probably more of a when, it will be on a streaming service from Warner Media. So, we'll hang on to that thought. Uh, also, my goodness, a lot of stuff popped up this week for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they had a, like a media opening, apparently, and they let some various different media, like Attractions Magazine has been talking about it, Entertainment Weekly, have actually gotten to go inside and see Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and there's photos of people getting to actually you know, reach out and touch the Millennium Falcon. There's photos from inside the Millennium Falcon. Uh, they're talking of like the different, you know, establishers. There's even details on some of the food and drink, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Some of the toys that you can get. There's a droid shop where you can buy little droids, and I figure most of them are toys. They might have some pretty complicated droid toy toys that you could get. So there's different things. Uh, we've gotten to see a Hondo Anaka animatronic, which is highly developed, and he's going to greet you on the Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run ride. Oh, golly, just so many cool different things. Uh, and the toys, uh, the little stuffed versions of Star Wars characters and creatures that are just adorable and fun. And we've gotten to see some of the costumes the cast members are going to wear, which are very authentic to the universe. And it is kind of weird. They got no buttons and everything, but they have like their name tags still on there. And I was even talking to somebody yesterday that maybe what they should have done is stitch their name in, kind of like maybe like the Rebels would have like stitching on it or something. Uh, we also learned a lot more about this Rise of the Resistance attraction, and they are saying it's almost like four attractions in one because you're going to be a little bit on foot. I think a lot of this is going to be you're, you're on the adventure while you're in the queue. Uh, is what I'm expecting, because you're going to be in there with some of the members of the Resistance, and you're going to go out on the mission, you're going to get captured, you're, then you're going to get on this uh, uh, free-range vehicle. That's what jumped in my head, but it's trackless, you know. And you're going to get on this vehicle, and you're going to get shot at by AT ATs or AT-ATs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and just all these really awesome things. This is going to be great with merchandise and the food. Uh, we, we basically got more detail on what it is we're actually going to see. And you can find photos of this everywhere. And it looked really neat. Now, they even have updated the type of lightsabers you can buy. They look more like metal. And, you know, they were talking about a, a new technology that they'd had where your lightsaber could spring out. You know, whatever it's, you know, the construction or what is, you know, probably plastic, you know. But it could pop out and, and come back and retract. Uh, with some sound effects, so I mean, the lightsaber toys are going to be fantastic, and everybody's going to want one of these. Pretty much how everybody wanted to get those interactive wands over at Universal, which, speaking of which, Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle. There's a new Harry Potter projection show that's coming over into Orlando. There's been a, a, announcements between Universal and Disney going on. I mean, they're getting ready for summertime, and so they're both thinking, oh, we have this. Well, oh, well we're going to have this. So this will be really, really neat. So... There's photos of, a, of Dementors attacking Universal Studios Japan here on this page at Orlando Informer. But this is going to be like a projection 
going on on the side of Hogwarts Castle, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of the other area does some fun stuff with the show. Uh, but don't know a lot of the details about this show. It's a nighttime light show. There's probably going to be some fireworks, I would expect. But uh, they're also saying that there's going to be some holiday-themed productions at, at this area, in the, in the Hogwarts area. Christmas in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, there's, there, this is what they've called it. So I'd say that this, this I'm, I want to check it out. I don't have really words for this right now. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things, but this is called, of course, Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle, and it's, a, it's the third mapping expense that they've actually had domestically. And this is apparently going to be very intense, pulling a lot of stuff from the Harry Potter mythology, a whole Wizarding World. It's going to de debut at California before making its way over into Florida, even though Florida had built one first, but that's okay. But it's eight-minute exploration of Voldemort's followers and subordinates. It's going to be really cool, and I'm sure an entire story is going to play out. Uh, that's, wow, I'm, I really want to check it out. It sounds exciting. Alright, uh, D23, oh, by the way, did have some more details about some of the Star Wars stuff. I mean, it's been coming out all week. It's been crazy. Uh, but anyways, have you been playing Kingdom Hearts 3? I haven't. I'm still working my way through Kingdom Hearts 1. And in fact, after me saying that I was stuck uh, battling Ursula, Eric did send me some tips, which I've been finding on Google, a lot of things. I just haven't had the time to sit down and play anymore. But I will eventually get back after it. But Kingdom Hearts is going to have a board game okay now this is actually in development uh, by the people who did like USAopoly and stuff like that uh, so this could very possibly be like a Monopoly uh, but you know there's Monopolies with Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Marvel this might be what this is but this is supposed to be called Talisman Kingdom Hearts Edition and it's actually supposed to be based now that I'm seeing here on Polygon they say it's going to be based on a Warhammer maker Game Workshop's Talisman, the Magical Quest game. So that's a tabletop game. So it's not like a typical board game. It's a full tabletop game. So that's very, very interesting. I haven't got a chance to really look at this, but there's really neat box art here. Uh, I have not played any of this Talisman, so I don't really know a whole lot about it. Yeah, but USopoly is actually the, the company, and they're the ones, of course, they have licensed Monopoly versions. But this isn't going to be a Monopoly game. This is going to be a full tabletop game based in the world of Kingdom Hearts. Now... Something else, uh, reaching out to, to Marceline, this was kind of a, a neat bit of information, but there's the Zercher building. It's a very historic building on Main Street, the, the real Main Street in Marceline. Uh, that it turns out uh, that they, uh, the uh, museum there, uh, or I guess the downtown Marceline itself, uh, has received a donation of $154,000 in order to like purchase the building. So it can make it a, a, a historic marker. And the nice thing is, I mean, this is the building that Coke Corner is based off of. And they've even recreated the old Coca-Cola ad that was on the side of the building. And I've taken photos of this. It's on my Instagram. I've shared it many times, I think, on Twitter. But And I'll, I'll go and see it again in September. And I'll show it to you all again, because that's what I do. But it's got the Coca-Cola ad back on the side where Walt had seen it as a boy and was inspired to create Coke Corner. So this is really, really neat. Uh, it's you know, The building's been kind of sitting there vacant for a long time. There's been some like toys and things in the windows, just kind of showing off the building and everything. But uh, there's a lot of potential for some really neat things happening now with this building. Some other fun things going on in Disney is we're hearing that there is a Disney villains show coming to Disney+. Plus. Now, we don't know a whole lot about this. 
We know it's being developed by Steve Perlman and Michael Seitzman, who did uh, Once Upon a Time and Quantico, respectively. And they're the ones working on this. And, you know, a very popular thing from the old House of Mouth car- cartoon, and it was on Netflix, is this House of Villains. So you, you set up a thing where you have, can have all these great Disney villains, you know, all together and having some just kind of goofy fun in that sort of environment. This could be a lot of fun. This does remind me of something uh, Lost Boy Philip has wanted to do. He calls it Evil, and it's supposed to be like this little village where all these villains all live together. Uh, but he's crossing uh, over into everything. He always thought it would be fun to kind of draw up a thing and do like parody stuff. But that's what this seems to be like it's going to be. You're going to have all these different Disney villains in one animated series. Something else that I'm guessing could be something on Disney+. Plus. The original Sandlot film was released by 20th Century Fox. Disney now will probably have the rights to that film because everything you know, is getting finalized. They're just signing everything out from what we're hearing. So it's going to be done, and they're wanting to do a Sandlot series. Right? And this seems to be, you know, there's, we know there's a prequel movie supposed to be in the works, but it does seem to be focusing on them as adults, perhaps? So, this series, because now Disney owns Fox, since it was a Fox release of the original film, I'm thinking this could be released on Disney+, Plus because all they've said is it will be on a streaming service. They didn't specify what, but I'm putting the odds on Disney+, Plus, so we'll keep an eye on that, and if that turns out to be what happens, we will definitely let you know. C-3PO, Loki, Mace Windu, Dr. Bruce Banner, Captain Rex, Venom, Princess Leia, Jean Grey, Darth Maul, Nick Fury, Grand Moff Tarkin, Captain America, Lando Calrissian, Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, Imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes. Because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Hindu. Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. And now back to He-Man and the Master of the Universe. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Why did you make me do that? 
Look at me. Focus on my voice. I'm not giving up on you, Jean. She was my friend. You're my family, Jean. Stop. No matter what. Stop. Stop. And if you stop fighting that force inside you, if you embrace it, you will possess the very power of a god. She'll kill us all. this Charles tell me what to do I don't know what to do and what they don't understand what they fear and what they fear we seek to destroy this is your fault Charles I tried to protect her I'm scared when I lose control bad things happen to people I love the girl dies she's still Jean we can still help her. Sometimes you want to believe people are something that they are not. By the time you realize who they are, it's too late. Okay, so Dark Phoenix, and I know people are, there's some mixed, I think, on this one. Some people are, like, just tired of, like, oh, Logan was, like, the last movie. I've seen that one. Logan, they should have stopped with Logan. Uh, and some of the newer X-Men movies, some people have been kind of, eh, it was kind of good, kind of not. You know, and Apocalypse didn't go over as well as it should have, maybe. And and I've seen some people who are already just not excited for this Dark Phoenix film. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I think this trailer really kind of pulled me in a lot more. Uh, I was really hoping to have the the Phoenix saga a little bit and moving into the dark Phoenix and, and telling some of that story. But this seems very similar to the third X-Men film, but maybe they're getting a chance to tell the story a little bit better this time. And we do get to see storm showing up in this. So I'm, I'm wanting to check it out. I think this is, looks very exciting. I want to get in there. I mean, they're definitely pulling in some drama and seeing Magneto even trying to help them fight off Jean. I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to definitely check this film out. I think I'm going to have a good time watching it. So I'm down for this film. So even if you decide not to go, you'll, you'll hopefully you'll come back and hear my review of it. And maybe you'll decide to go see it if I end up liking it. Because there's a potential that I won't like it. But I'm at least going to give it the effort to go and see it. But now, with all of the fun Star Wars stuff coming out this week, I want to jump into some great Star Wars content. Previously, you know, I've had in the, the story time, you've heard, I think, you know, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, at least... Well, recently I managed to acquire a set of all three of uh, the newer Disney releases of storybooks of the Star Wars films, and I wanted to share with you the audio of The Empire Strikes Back. And after that, we'll jump right into some Jedi Training Academy from the parks that Eric has recorded. So let's just go and sit back and get our Star Wars on.
This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. Hello, I am C-3PO, and you are about to listen to the story of Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. You can also read along with the story in your book. Unless you are already programmed to know when the pages end, you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear this sound. I believe the storyteller is ready, so let us begin. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was a dark time for the Rebel Alliance. Although the Death Star had been destroyed, the Imperial troops still had managed to force the Rebels out of their hidden base and pursue them across the galaxy. A group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker had established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. The evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, had dispatched thousands of probes into the far reaches of space. Trotting his Tauntaun across the tundra, Luke reported in on a routine scouting mission. There's a meteorite that hit the ground near here. I want to check it out. It won't take long. Suddenly, a vicious snow beast knocked Luke off his mount. The Wampa dragged the unconscious rebel into its icy cave. When Luke woke up, he realized he was about to become the Wampa's next meal. As the snow beast approached, he surprised it with a swing of his lightsaber and scrambled out of the cave. But outside, his Tauntaun had been killed by the snow beast and a blizzard was raging, making it difficult to see. Then, he heard a familiar voice. Luke, you will go to the Dago Bar system. There you will learn from Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed me. Exhausted, Luke collapsed into a snowdrift. Fortunately, Han Solo was nearby. He rescued the young Jedi, put up a shelter against the cold night air, and by the next morning, they were rescued. While Luke recovered in the medical center, Han and Chewbacca were alerted to an unusual signal coming from outside the camp. They went to investigate and found an Imperial probe droid. Han radioed back to the base. It's a good bet the Empire knows we're here. The rebels began evacuating immediately. Aboard Darth Vader's Star Destroyer, the Dark Lord heard of the activity on Hoth. That's the system, and I'm sure Skywalker is with them. Set your course and prepare your men. The rebel evacuation had begun just in time. Imperial walkers were heading toward the base. As the first transports blasted into space, rebels on the ground began an attack. Troops fired cannons, and snow speeders zoomed around the massive walkers firing laser blasts. But the strong armor showed hardly a scratch. Then Luke got an idea. Use your harpoons and tow cables. Go for the legs. It might be our only chance of stopping them. Soon the tall legs of the walkers were immobilized in a web of cables. The walkers fell over and exploded. The rebels were able to get away. 
On board his X-Wing fighter, Luke was explaining the course to his companion, R2. We're heading for the Dagobah system. Meanwhile, in the Millennium Falcon, Han, Leia, and Chewbacca were in trouble. Ships from the Empire were right behind them, and Han had done all he could to outrun them. Flying into an asteroid field was dangerous, but it was the only way to lose the Starfleet. He nearly hit a large asteroid, but he landed safely inside a cave. On the other side of the galaxy, Luke crashed into the swampy ground of Dagobah. This was not what he'd expected. Oh, R2, what are we doing here? It's like something out of a dream. Nearby, a creature spoke. I am wondering, why are you here? I I'm looking for someone. Yoda, you seek Yoda. Take you to him, I will. Luke followed. Stay here and watch after the camp, R2. Aboard his ship, Darth Vader knelt before the holographic image of the Emperor. What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Yes. Yes. He would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, my master. Back on Dagobah, Luke discovered that his new friend was, in fact, Yoda the Jedi Master. But Luke had to convince the little creature that he was ready to become a Jedi Knight. After much discussion, Luke finally began the training. He learned how to sharpen his lightsaber skills, improve his balance and self-control, and increase his strength. Yoda was encouraged by what he saw. Remember, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. After flying out of the cave, Han piloted the Millennium Falcon to Cloud City for some minor repairs. An old friend, Lando Calrissian, met Han, Leia, and Chewbacca when they arrived and gave them a tour of the city. When Lando showed them to the dining room, the group was met by Darth Vader. We would be honored if you would join us. The bounty hunter Boba Fett was at his side. Lando hung his head. I'm sorry. They arrived right before you did. On Dagobah, as Luke concentrated with the Force, he saw a vision of Cloud City. In it, he felt that Han and Leia were in danger. It is the future, you see. Future? Will they die? Difficult to see. Always in motion is the future. I've got to go to them. Luke began gathering his things. Suddenly, Ben appeared. It is you and your abilities the Emperor wants. That is why your friends are made to suffer. Yoda became very serious. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force as his ally will conquer Vader and his Emperor. 
If you end your training now, if you choose the quick and easy path as Vader did, you will become an agent of evil. Strong as Vader, mind what you have learned. Save your can. I will, and I'll return. I promise. Then Luke climbed into his starfighter, fired up the engines, and flew away. Told you I did. Reckless is he. Now matters are worse. Ben sighed. That boy is our last hope. No, there is another. Meanwhile, in a detention block on Cloud City, Han was thrown back into his cell with Leia and Chewbacca. Oh, I feel terrible. Why are they doing this? Han was puzzled. They never even asked me any questions. The door to the cell opened again. It was Lando. He told them it was Luke, the Dark Lord wanted. Lord Vader has set a trap for him. Leia was angry. And we're the bait. Lando turned to leave. Well, he's on his way. This is the end of side one. Please turn the page and turn the tape over. Later, in another part of the city, Darth Vader surveyed a carbon-freezing chamber with Lando. This facility is crude, but it should be adequate to freeze Skywalker for his journey to the Emperor. Lord Vader, we only use this facility for carbon freezing. If you put him in there, it might kill him. Then we'll test it on Captain Solo first. It wasn't long before Han and the others were brought into the chamber. Darth Vader looked at the doomed Han Solo. Chewbacca went crazy at the thought of his friend being put into carbon freeze. Chewie, the princess, you have to take care of her, you hear me? The Wookiee nodded. Leia rushed over to Han. I love you. I know. Han was lowered into the pit. And within seconds, he was frozen and in perfect hibernation. We set the chamber for Skywalk. See to it that he finds his way in here. At the same time, Luke had landed his ship in Cloud City and was looking for his friends. He'd heard a commotion and was hiding in a doorway as a procession of stormtroopers passed by. Suddenly, a laser blast narrowly missed his head. He'd been spotted. Dodging laser fire, Luke ran for cover and ended up in a darkened chamber. The Force is strong with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Luke was exactly where Darth Vader wanted him. While the frozen Han was being taken away by Boba Fett, several stormtroopers escorted Lando and the others to Darth Vader's shuttle. Suddenly, they were surrounded by Cloud City guards. Well done. Hold them in the security tower and keep it quiet. The first handcuffs that Lando unlocked were Chewbacca's. The Wookiee turned and began choking him. There's no chance to save Han at the East Platform. Chewbacca and Leia raced after Han, but they were too late. In 
the carbon freezing chamber, Luke and Darth Vader were locked in combat. Your destiny lies with me, Skywalker. Vader knocked Luke into the freezing pit. With a wave of his hand, the freezing equipment started to work. With Jedi skill, Luke leaped out of the pit and stood before Vader. Obi-Wan has taught you well. You have controlled your fear. Now release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Vader lunged at Luke. Their sabers clashed, and Luke forced Vader off the stage. Luke climbed down after Darth Vader and found himself in a small room. Vader sprang from the shadows. As they continued to fight, Vader used his powers to break heavy pieces of equipment off the wall and slam them into Luke. More and more things flew at the young Jedi, causing him to swing his lightsaber wildly. Vader stepped back. Then one piece of equipment crashed through a window, and suddenly Luke was sucked out of the room and tossed onto a platform below. At that same time, Leia and the others were racing through the city's corridors with stormtroopers at their heels. Lando paused at a communication terminal. This is Lando Calrissian. The Empire has taken over the city. I advise everyone to leave before more Imperial troops arrive. They ran down the landing platform and inside the Millennium Falcon. Chewbacca started the ship's engines. In a hail of laser fire, the ship tore off into the clouds. Meanwhile, Luke crept along a ledge that stuck out over a huge bottomless reactor shaft. Suddenly, Vader was there. He forced the young Jedi down to the very end of the ledge. A crackle of swords echoed as Vader attacked Luke. In one swipe, Luke lost his right hand and his lightsaber into the abyss below. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Join me and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. Darth Vader towered over Luke. If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no, that's not true. That's impossible. Luke, you can destroy the Emperor. It is your destiny. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Luke let go, falling away from his father, into the abyss. He tumbled through the air until he landed on a vent hatch. The hatch opened and Luke fell out onto a weather vane. Try as he might, he couldn't get back to the hatch. As he dangled in space, he used the force to call for help. Leia, hear me. Leia. Far away, Leia felt very strange. Luke. We've got to go back. I know where Luke is. Chewbacca turned the ship around. As they neared Luke's position, Lando harnessed himself to the emergency hatch and pulled Luke safely inside. On board the medical ship, 
Luke had his arm fitted for a mechanical hand. Leia stood at the window, watching Lando and Chewbacca in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. Luke walked over to Leia as the Millennium Falcon zoomed into space. The Empire had won this battle, but the Rebels knew they would meet their enemy again someday. And maybe then, they could continue the fight to bring freedom to the galaxy. Let go your conscious self. 
same.
Okay, before I let you go this week, I did want to remind you all about Planet Comic Con Kansas City coming March 29th, 30th, and 31st, and I will have a panel with Eric 10.30 a.m. on March 30th, that Saturday. It'll be just about the same time that they've opened the doors. 
and we are going to discuss all of the artists and what became of them that worked at Laughagram Studios here in Kansas City with Walt Disney. I'm doing a lot of research right now. I'm getting this all together, and hopefully this is going to be a lot of fun. I expect it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm learning a lot of things that I did not know and getting some details on some things that I did know. Uh, so come out and see us. Have some fun with us. It'll be a great time at Planet Comic Con. The way that I'm working right now is the schedule I mentioned. I will probably have just gotten off work at 8 and then tried to freshen myself up before going to Planet Comic Con. So I may be slightly dead to the world and delusional from lack of sleep. So you don't want to miss that. But come back next week and we're going to have more fun on the Neverland Podcast to Disney and beyond. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.